25 minutes to 8, you with SAFM. Re- let's talk to a researcher at the Witt Center for Diversity Studies and Good Governance in Africa. Uh, William Mpofo joins us now. Uh, there's a, a, a long article written about how Africa is struggling, and it puts the blame solely on colonialism. Let me read the beginning here. Many decades after African countries, one after another, achieved political independence from administrative colonialism, Africa has failed to shake off its captivity to coloniality. Coloniality. The enduring systematic and structural control of African economies, politics, academies, and cultural landscapes by the Euro American Empire. Why are we not able to get rid of these shackles? Let's talk to Dr. William Mpofo. Doctor, thank you very much for joining us. It's uh, solely on colonialism. Can we, is it why? Tell us why. All right, yeah. What I would say is that it's not solely on colonialism, mm-hmm. but there are these um, structures and systems of power that have kept the colonial effects um, in place. Can I give a background? Yeah, please. Yes. Uh, There are two uh, major paradoxes that characterize and punctuate the African um, continent. And these two are quite troubling philosophically, politically, and otherwise. Here is a continent with a bounty of resources richer than any other continent under the sun. But the people of this continent are the poorest people under the sun. How have African leaders, how have African political systems and political structures failed to do the simple thing of ensuring that the prosperity of the continent in terms of resources translates to the prosperity of the people of Africa. How are African resources, African um, gifts, African talents, and African everything not benefiting ordinary Africans? That's a a, a serious paradox that uh, is not easy to explain to a reasonable person. The second one is this one. there were long uh, struggles for liberation in this continent. Some of them were armed struggles. Some of them were not armed, but resistance and other approaches like protests and all that. But those liberation struggles against colonialism did not lead to liberation. They only led to political independence. They gave Africa new black presidents, prime ministers, and all that, new flags, new national anthems, and new slogans. But the people of Africa still have not experienced what can be called liberation. Decades and decades after uh, the experience of political independence. These two paradoxes make the continent of Africa a troubling continent and make the people of Africa a troubled people. That, that's the background that I can mm. give to my, to my argument there. Um, 
one one could argue that that uh, and many Africans say stop blaming colonialism for the problems. Um, it's but you say that Africa continues to suffer from that systematic and structural colonialism and the mindset. Yes, um, what happened is that um, the limit of the uh, struggles for reparation that Africa waged were that. Um, it colonialism managed to change its name. It managed to change um, the leaders, the human resources that it uses. It managed to change legally uh, to retreat, but to position other people and to position other laws and to position other systems and structures of power. But it remained intact. I can say right now that um, the countries that colonized Africa, uh, you have your Francophone uh, Africa, you've got your um, British Africa, you've got your, you know, where Portugal and other um, uh, entities were occupying, uh, those countries are still reaping the same benefits uh, from Africa that they were reaping during administrative uh, colonialism. So, what has changed? Because colonialism in the first place was economic mm. and then political. The political side was administrative. But the effects and the purposes of colonialism were economic. To reap resources, to siphon uh, cheap labor from Africa, and to control the polities and the economies of the continent. That is still intact. That is still intact. The same uh, benefit in terms of resources that colonizers of Africa were harvesting, they're still harvesting them and harvesting them well, and harvesting them even more than they used to do during administrative and juridical colonialism. That is what leads to the argument that I and other scholars are making that we are still enveloped in coloniality. Where is the uh, self-determination? Where is the agency? Where is the freedom of African countries when we are still spheres of influence, when we are still reporting to some superpowers, when we are still subservient um, to some powers out there? And there's an invasion a new scramble for Africa that you witness. The East and the West are still begging for control of Africa, who controls which country, who is supported by which country, and who harvests resources from which country. That's what leads uh, basically to the argument that colonialism might be gone, but coloniality is not gone. How do we fix that issue then, Doc? Uh, we need um, to cultivate in Africa especially amongst the youth, a new cadre and a new caliber of leadership. A brave leadership that will understand that um, Africa can exist, Africa can breathe, and Africans can exist without being controlled, without being manipulated, without being exploited by outside powers, either from the East or from the West. Um, without justifying uh, military coups, without defending 
unconstitutional takeovers of power in Africa. We, we need to listen a bit to the arguments that have been made by the young leaders um, in, in some West African countries that have recently experienced coups. And these arguments are Sankarish, following Thomas Sankara, following uh, Amilcar Cabral, and other previous um, African thinkers uh, and leaders. That Africans should gain confidence. We should understand that um, we don't need to hear from France, we don't need to hear from the United States of America, we don't need to hear from Germany or from the United uh, Kingdom. But Africans can generate their own ideas, exploit their own resources, process them into finished products, and benefit their people, and then export those and make the economies gainful and prosperous without this dependency. How do you how do you do how do you do that with the shackles of financial subjugation? The fact that those colonial powers and and also the, <laughs> we mustn't forget China and Russia are involved in this as well. How can we break those shackles if it, you know, we're being held almost to ransom? Yes, um, the reality is that um, what we have learned, especially what we have learned from Asia, is that uh, you can, as a country and as a continent independent then willfully and freely trade with other continents and other countries what Africa has not done is to understand that being in the world uh, means being free first being sovereign first and then willfully and freely trading with your resources with your product with your labor with other continents and other countries. Africa has not broken that ribbon where we are not willfully, we are not freely trading and exchanging with other uh, continents. Mm. That is important. And two, Africa has failed to be united. Hence, this ability of other countries from the East and the West to exploit the continent. We are bargaining with the world as units of countries as uh, individual countries uh, and the small entities that are voiceless at the United Nations and in other uh, global fora, because we are not united. The Pan-African ideal has not been achieved. Africans are still strangers to each other. It's much more difficult to travel from one African country to another than it is to travel to China and to Russia and the UK and the the United States of America. Africa is, as uh, Achille Mbembe has said, closed to itself and open to everywhere. Mm. Africa is not united. We are strangers to each other. We are foreigners to each other. And our borders, which colonialism created for us, we are defending them, are so solid. Go to Europe. Go to Asia. The borders are fluid. They are only administrative. Traveling is free for goods and services, for labor and all that. Difficult from one African to move from one African country to another African country. Hence, the ability of outside powers to say, okay, we're going to choose this country here and work with it. We're going to promote that country and not that country. And as divided as we are, we can't stand economically, we can't stand culturally, we can't stand politically in the world. We have no voice. Dr. Mpofa, where are the leaders? We have not cultivated those leaders. As back as 1968, Aikwe Ama from Ghana 
wrote a beautiful and powerful novel that said the beautiful ones are not yet born. Mm-hmm. We are talking about those leaders. Mm-hmm. We have not cultivated such leaders. The only leaders we have produced are leaders that are managers on behalf of the Euro-American empire, of the Eastern uh, side of uh, Europe as well, that uh, you insisted we need to be awake to. We have leaders that report to centers of power elsewhere, leaders that are inspired by governance styles from elsewhere, leaders that are mentally uh, and captured by systems and structures of power from elsewhere. We haven't grown the beautiful ones that Aikwe Amash spoke about. We haven't cultivated Afrocentric leaders. Those Afrocentric leaders that came up, they have either been killed, some of them have been bought, and others have been eliminated in one way or another. Africa has never been left alone. What happened to Sankara? What happened to, to Lumumba? What happened to many other African men and women that were committed to the continent. They are eliminated. The leaders that are promoted are those that answer to the echo from the West, from the East, and elsewhere. Hence, this continent is still poor despite its resources. It's still not liberated despite all the liberation structures that were fought. My guest, Dr. William Poffo, is the researcher at the Witt Center for Diversity Studies and Good Governance in Africa. Vuyelwa, you want to talk about something on the topic? Yes, thank you so much, John. Uh, compliments uh, to the professor there and yourself. Uh, look, uh, Professor William uh, and uh, the listeners and John, uh, John, you know what? There is no reason for Africans to go and and then in Asia and elsewhere, because everything that is in Asia, Europe, wherever you call it, it has it, been stolen from Africa. It's, a, it's an African concept. This is why I recommend people when they talk about Ubuntu and they become with big words like rainbow. Break it down, because Ubuntu is a philosophy, a holy philosophy, so to say so. We don't need to learn anything from anybody, because we're a greatest civilization that everybody else wants to destroy. Uh, even their Bible that they brought the Westerners uh, in the book of Jeremiah tells you that the rot should come from the north. And we just need to mobilize ourselves and revisit our history uh, because we have so much in this continent and there is no empire without Africa. There is no superpower without Africa because they are what they are because of stealing from our continent. All what we need, mobilize the people, take them back to history. Uh, you know, you don't need it. And I'll conclude by saying the worst enemy of the African continent is the scholars. You know, professors inside the buildings, the corridors of, of universities. Because they are the ones, they fear uh, the, the white world in, in such a way that when you're talking to a professor, you find that he's been reduced to something. He's been... Uh, 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 you know, tamed because of this whole thing of a scholar. But we have so much history, so much knowledge, so much wealth in this continent. So we need to just do away with anything that is European if we are to survive. Vuyela? But the shift, the shift is upon us. Yep. We are going to be free. Vuyela, yes. in Parktown North, thank you very much. Your response, Dr. William Poffo, just to wrap it up. Yes, I, I thank you, the, the, the colleague there and uh, fellow um, participant in this debate. True, these powers uh, that be, that are out there, cannot do without Africa. 
cannot do without Africa. That's why every other country out there that thinks of itself seriously has an Africa summit. <laughs> there is yes. the US-Africa summit, yeah. Russia-Africa summit, India-Africa summit, whatever Africa summit. They, they cannot do without Africa because the source of their wealth and the source of their power is African. Uh, go to every university out there in, 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 in Europe, in America, and in, in Asia. There's always a center for African studies. Come to um, universities in Africa. There is no center except one that was generated recently, Center for the Study of America in Africa. To question empire, to ask stubborn questions like the one that my uh, colleague was asking right now. And it's true that um, the most colonized and the most compromised um, individuals in Africa that are perpetuating this problem is Africa's scholars and Africa's leaders. Yeah, by scholars, I mean scholars in the wider sense, including uh, academics, journalists, uh, and um, other social and uh, political activists that are using information and are using knowledge to, to seek to develop the continent. We are compromised knowledge-wise, hence the lack of confidence. And this should um, end, starting with kindergarten, the way young Africans are socialized, the way young Africans are informed, the way young Africans are educated, and how they are inspired, how they are injected with confidence, how to uh, walk on the, on the world, how to think about the world, and how to engage about the world. And true to what uh, our colleague was saying right here, most of the power and the prosperity that Europe has, which we travel to see, and which we smartly ourselves out of the continent to see, is stolen from Africa. The Euro-American civilization is cemented in African sweat and African blood. That power that you see, those big buildings that you see, were built by slaves. African resources are owed by uh, those continents and those countries out there. Dr. William Poffo, thank you very much. Researcher at the Vet Centre for Diversity Studies and Good Governance in Africa.